Hello, what have we here? Welcome to the IDP Nation Podcast, the Factory Sports Network's IDP-centric show. We're your hosts, Dan Cook and Daryl Winston. Are you ready for some tenacious IDP discussion? We've got you covered from your LB1 Year Taxi Squad. This is IDP Nation. Welcome back. We have a new show for you this week, and along with we also have a brand new name. No, you're not on the wrong podcast. This is Dan and Daryl. This is the IDP Nation podcast, the artist formerly known as the IDP Edge Crushers. Daryl, how are you? You may have noticed our logo changes. Yes. And everything. I saw that. Love it. Everything's uh, changing. Yep. Uh, we've been promoting some of those changes, the new logos and stuff. So I like it. I'm ready to rock and roll with it. So. Yes, and nothing will change. You will still get the same feed in your iTunes or your Stitcher or your SoundCloud or wherever you download our podcast. It'll be the same exact uh, feed. It's just a new name, uh, just something that has been in the works for a little while here, uh, and that's about it. Um, this week, we have on the show... Uh, we're going to talk some injuries, and since we had some injuries, we, we got the best man in the business to talk injuries with. We got Ethan Turner, at E-Turner-FF underscore PT. Ethan, how you doing? I'm doing good, guys. Thanks for having me on. I really, uh, really appreciate it. This is like my first official IDP podcast, so I'm I'm pretty stoked. That's the good thing about uh, talking about injuries is that it translates pretty pretty easily. All the bodies are the same. They just play on different sides of the ball. So I'm excited that you guys had me on. Thanks for having me. Yes, yeah, thank thanks you. for coming on. And an easy name to remember for me. My oldest son's name is Ethan, so I will not mess. It's a good that name. Up, I guarantee it. So <laughs> it's a good name. Yeah um how you doing like what's how's how's the summertime going here <laughs> i'm i'm good you know i just graduated so it's now officially dr ethan turner physical therapist uh but with that came a lot of changes we had to, my wife and i moved back towards our hometown i got a new job so i'm busy doing actual like adult things now i'm not just a student talking about injuries which is which is great for my bank account but not so great for uh doing things on Twitter and, and doing fantasy things. So I, I've been a little, been a little chill this summer, not doing a whole lot, trying to study for my boards, but hopefully once the season rolls up and I've passed those boards, I will uh, get into it a little bit harder um, than what I have been this summer. It's kind of my off off season as I prep. Yeah. And uh, congratulations on that. That's awesome. Yeah, I appreciate uh, it. You know, this is the it only took time, seven think, years. So this is, the only, this is the first doctor I think we have on the show. I myself yes. am a master of education, uh, but oh lord, here we go already. We've, we've now had the highest uh, degree on the show now, so you you take. Hey, that I appreciate that. I appreciate that. <laughs> so, That's, are are you saying that Daryl is not a master of drinking? Because I was, I was told that he was. He's a master of Jack Daniels. That's for sure. That's. that's... I mean. Honestly, that's, that's seven years of college. I'm probably pretty, pretty up there too. <laughs> to be honest. <laughs> yeah. See, I, I kind of call myself semi-retired in that field. Um, too much adulting. Yeah. That's, that's going to be me in about 
two years. I'll be yeah. way too way too adulting. Yeah, kids, kids kind of grown, take so. some spike out of that because you know I kind of have to wake up really early. So because my kids wake up really early, and uh, I'm off for the summer, so I'm it. I'm, I'm you know school no longer can take care of them. It's all me for for the <laughs> summer. So, uh, but that also means I'm not working, which is nice. So. I'm just kind of taking it easy. Um, Daryl, how about you? What's going on? Uh, not a whole lot. Went on the um, IDP Live with the IDT, IDP Tipster and his crew this morning. Did a little uh, fantasy talk for a few hours. Um, working on a couple pieces I'm writing that'll be coming out probably this week sometime and uh doing the rated idp live with dougie and coach that you know uh, hopefully you're going to come on and join us and uh yeah i believe if you guys are still taping friday night i think i will be uh, yeah we do normally we do friday nights but if there's an issue like we were talking with turner there if there's an issue and somebody needs to do saturday or thursday we're kind of flexible we try to work around their schedule so uh we thursday got night going. thursday night would be an interesting night to, to record you'd have fireworks alcohol and uh, idp and rock well and luckily i took off friday so i've got a four-day weekend and i'm in just so everyone knows i am in full-blown uh training mode for those four days so <laughs> so you're pre-gaming now so by yes, friday yes. rated idp live we must must listen to watch hopefully uh, hopefully yeah, it's I'm, up I'm on the live so, yeah. end of things um, you guys are still getting some of those uh, video stuff worked out, I know. Uh, yeah, we had an issue with Periscope there last week, and uh, Nate from the IDP guys was trying to help us out. I don't know if they've quite got that figured out yet, which coincidentally this morning when I was on the IDP Live with the tipster, they were having Periscope problems. So I'm kind of thinking maybe it might be a Periscope problem where everybody's trying to go live, so I'm not sure. but it could be that video part of this is mind blowing because um yeah i i got the audio part down and that's hard enough uh adding video to the mix would just be terrible because you know you'd have daryl like you know scratch picking his nose and you know <laughs> really <laughs> whatever's going on you know you'd have uh you'd, you'd have to stare at our ugly mugs for for like an hour and a half you know no, i can't disagree uh, with that i'm ugly as all outside so <laughs> but uh anyways uh daryl you might have some uh good news for us oh uh, yeah i got three little notes talk for it. Drop. i thought you were gonna like sorry i'm used to not hearing it dude so you can hear it now I hooked you up. All right. So the first one is the Panthers. Rashawn Golden is apparently pushing to be the starter at free safety, which normally I wouldn't think a whole lot about that. But if he retains his cornerback designation and is playing safety, that's huge in fantasy. Yeah. Um, I think him and Eric Reed on the field at the same time would be nice. Um, yep. Basically, Plus he's a former ball, so you got to go with that. Uh, Christ, here we go. Yeah. Oh, yeah. What's next? <laughs> well, uh, the Colts have already switched rookie Ben Banigou from linebacker to defensive end. Apparently, they really like what they've seen at him in OTAs and rookie camp. Uh, 
from him lining up at defensive end, and that makes a lot of sense because they have um, Justin Houston and Jabal Sheard, but they're aging veterans, get injured a lot, so it makes a lot of sense to have that good young piece yeah. ready to rock and roll behind them. I think you can see uh, Kamiko Ture and uh, Banigou. Banigou kind of being rotation yeah. guys. I think that's the smartest thing to do is have those oh, yeah. guys. getting them ready. You know, Sheard, hopefully he can still play like some 800 snaps, 900 snaps like he kind of has been, it seems like. Uh, but I think the days of him doing that every year are, are going to be dwindling down here. Yeah. And Houston, who knows what you're going to get from him. So Yeah, he, he normally misses about five, six games a year. Right. So having so. Teray and Banigou ready to go behind those two, I think it makes a lot of sense. Well, I hate it as a Titans fan. I hope they both suck, but hey, that's where we're at. And we didn't mention him to uh, our guest here, Ethan, earlier, but if uh, he had some Justin Houston notes, yeah, we could talk about him too because he's often injured. Uh, not to put you on the spot or anything. That's uh, not our goal here. Uh, yeah, that would be a little tough. That's the that's the only <laughs> problem is I, I I tend to have to do a little bit of research, especially with these IDP guys. On exactly what uh, what happened to him. Well, you named you name an injury, and Justin Houston's probably had it. So. I can I can believe that. Um, I know that he is notorious for being injured. It's just again, uh, what exactly? Give me one second. I can probably find uh, a pretty good history for you. Just let me do some research, and I'll get right back okay. to you. Okay. And I'll get the next one. Uh, the and you may have may have some notes on this one too. Eagles defensive tackle Fletcher Cox said he expects to be ready for training camp. Yeah, I never really heard he's going to miss too much time. So, that's uh, what was it—a foot surgery or something he had? I believe, I believe that's what it was. So there was a little bit of concern: would he be ready by feet, the start of the season? Hear about all yeah, you should know with Joey Bosa. You should know this. Uh, yeah, we'll yeah. The that. problem. The problem with the foot injury is that there's really not any good way to rehab it. Um, there's really not a whole lot you can do with a foot and broken. It's really complex and there's just not, I mean, what are you going to, you can't really strengthen anything. You can't really do anything. And of course the problem with that is that they have to walk and be on it all the time. So it just, they don't tend to heal very well. So foot injuries are not, not what you want to see, um, when you're talking about just like any general, just in general for football players, foot injuries aren't, are not ideal. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm sure you know plenty about Julio and AJ Green's feet too. So anything else there, Daryl? Uh, no, that's kind of it. It's kind of a more or less a dead period right oh. now until training camp starts up here pretty soon. Everybody's on vacation. Everybody's yeah. going overseas. Yeah. Uh, you know, everybody's mm-hmm. flying to New York to hang out on total access or good morning. Football. Yeah, you've got the, fourth of july coming up next week so yes maybe they're like me they're in training yes and a little uh don't be jason pierre paul let let, let a professional hand you fireworks man he's just trying to have a good time and live oh well i'd like my 10 he's doing something (laughs) the 10 digits that i have i'd like to keep them so i'll let the professionals handle the fireworks this fourth of july and you should too so what i'm hearing is don't shoot roman candles at each other yes don't do that i can't can't do that 
don't you know this is this is just like a regular psa but i was talking to (laughs) to a friend who is an (laughs) occupational therapist and they tend he's a hand specialist and he told me the worst injuries that he sees for hands are people that blow them off with fireworks so it is they are not uh not fun things to do you should be careful with those things because they will mess you up for life so and just any a, good PSA P- should end PTPSA, with, right? Should there. end with this. <laughs> Don't play with fireworks. The more you know. <laughs> oh, anyway, so that's it for news and notes. Uh, some, some, I don't know, some decent news, I guess. Not really anything, you know, all struck here uh, on here. Uh, but we will. Transition. We're going to talk injuries since we have an injury uh, expert on to let us know about some of these guys we already drafted uh, that we have on our rosters that maybe we're not drafting until July. Maybe we're not drafting till August that we should keep an eye on and keep uh, maybe be a little more cautious on and wait, let somebody else take the injury uh, risk. And I know uh, Daryl can't wait to ask about Joey Bosa just to irritate me. I'm just trying to help you out, Dan. Just trying to help me out. You, you, I figured the more people I can get that will, will back me up on this, you know, eventually you're going to see the light. But hey, well, it's too late. He's already on my team. So, you know, it's this little thing called a trade. It does happen. Oh, and there God. is people that likes him. So I'm sure you can get something for him. I'm still taking hey, if you, if, if you want to be a loser, you go right ahead. So, so since we we brought his name up here, uh, how about Joey Bosa? How about we kick it off with Joey Bosa? Joey Bosa, um, and uh, before we we get into this, uh, if you want to read up on uh, Ethan's work here as an injury analyst, uh, where can we find that? Yeah, so I do a little bit of everything. Um, like I said, this summer is kind of my off season because I'm prepping for the boards, but I work for Dynasty101.com. Uh, we do an injury guide every year for the rookies. I know you guys do an IDP guide. We have some IDP players in there as well, but I actually do injury histories for every about 215 uh, rookies that came into the league this year. It is Wow. By far and away, the largest collection of injury histories on the class on the market. And you can buy the whole thing for $4. So uh, if you buy that and you share it with me on Twitter that you made a purchase, I will hook you up with my personal database, which gets up, updated throughout the year. So you basically can have injury histories for these guys um, all season, injury updates. Uh, and it, it's really invaluable because the number one predictor of future injuries is actually previous injuries. So if you know what these histories look like, you have a much better chance of kind of predicting who is more at risk for being injured throughout the season. And you know that an injury can ruin your fantasy season. I mean, it can actually, it it, it can actually make you break you. So I think the information is invaluable. I always joke that it's the largest collection of injury information outside of NFL front offices. Uh, and I, I stand by that. I don't think that you will find a better product on the market when it comes to just knowing what has happened to these guys. Um, 
but that's what I do for Dynasty 101. I also work for Dynasty Happy Hour and I work for FF Statistics. And I'm basically just uh, the medical, the on staff uh, medical professional for the writers there. I don't actually write a whole lot myself for those two websites. Again, because I'm pretty busy uh, with all the actual like real life stuff now. <laughs> but I do, you will find quotes and things from me on in a lot of their articles. Uh, regarding certain players so you'll you'll still get my insight if you follow the writers for those websites um, and I'm, my hope is that I can keep branching out to other websites just as kind of a I, I don't know what to, the exact they don't really pay me so it's not really like a paid <laughs> gig but it's more of just a, a in-house in, in-house injury expert uh, so I, I support the, the writers for those sites because to me, the big thing is just getting the information out there, just making sure that when people write or talk about injuries, that they're doing it with an educated, uh, background behind it. I just, that was the whole reason I got into talking about injuries in the first place. Cause I was just so sick of ACL tear. And then you hear nothing until the player comes back. And to me, that was, uh, a disservice to fantasy, to fantasy people, people that play fantasy, because there's a lot that goes into an ACL tear. There's a lot to go in that goes into the recovery from these injuries. And to me, I knew so much about fantasy football just as a, as its own thing. Uh, and I wanted to be the bridge between the medical community and the fantasy community where basically I can talk about fantasy all day, but when you need me to talk about medicine, I can dumb it down to the point where the average Joe can, uh, can talk about it and know, kind of get a better idea of what's going on with these guys. And I think that that's really my niche. That's where I fit in. Uh, I always say that there are a lot of people that talk about, that know a lot about medicine and they they try to talk about fantasy, but they're not really good at it. If that makes sense. Yeah, uh, so yeah they're, they're excellent <laughs> medical, uh, they're excellent medical professionals and I trust their, the medical side of things, but I think that their fantasy opinions are, are, are pretty bad most of the time. So uh, my goal is to be really, really good at both. Um, and I think that in the last year, I've kind of proven that 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 is the case that I can I can do both pretty well and hang with people for the most part. Now, that said, uh, I just joined my first IDP league, so yes, I have yes. I have been converted. Uh, you guys are both in that league, um, yes. so I am learning IDP, and I will not uh, profess to be an expert on that. I will leave <laughs> IDP IDP stuff to you guys and just try to stick to the injury side of things for now. Yeah, um, we will uh, take a look at your roster here after we oh talk God. some injuries. We'll kind of go, you know, <laughs> we'll shoot through some of. I mean, we'll we'll, we'll talk about Daryl's. Uh, we already talked about one of Daryl's mistakes uh, trading up and ending oh, up with Melvin Gordon. I do have one question though. Um, speaking of injuries, since you're here and it kind of interests me, what is the correlation or projection? Uh, you know, we talked about Bosa a minute ago, not to bring him up and beat a dead horse, whatever, with the foot mm-hmm. injury. But say he has that foot injury. What do you see if a player is trying to play or continues to play through an injury? Say he plays through this foot injury. What kind of correlation or impact does that have on him maybe injuring another spot because he's trying to compensate or overcompensate or trying to, uh, you know, finagle around? You know, 
it happens in everyday life. You know, you, you get a ankle injury or you twist it, you keep going, but you're trying to compensate or you're trying to do something different to keep going. What do you see on the injury front that way? Yeah, I think that compensation injuries, uh, especially with NFL players, you don't see it as much with, uh, I mean, obviously, like you said, it happens in everyday life as well. But I think the pressure that these guys have to play uh, hurt leads to more compensation injuries uh, because they are playing probably at less than 100%. And and the, the joke is that no NFL player is ever at 100%. They're always hurt. Um, and I, I, I can't help but think that that's probably the truth. I really can't see how anybody can stay healthy for 16 games, and especially the guys that are playing every week. Uh, they're going to get banged up. I mean, these are grown men right. that are 280 pounds just, like, throwing their bodies at each other. And it's a violent yeah. sport anyway. It's I mean, yeah, there's no, there's no avoiding it when you're talking about that much the, – the amount of impact that these guys have – NFL can do whatever they want as far as changing the rules, but as long as football is tackle football, there's there are still going to be injuries. Uh, with Boza specifically, um, you know, he missed 11 games last year with a foot bruise, and I the reason I kind of question if that's really the case is because he didn't have surgery and he still missed 11 games. I mean, that's a well, long that time. Kind of what me and Dan was talking about when it first came up in the preseason, Dan's like, Oh, he's got a foot bruise. And that was, which, you know, is, everybody nothing, kinda... which is nothing. Uh, right. And from the medical, like, that means nothing to me. I mean, people have bruises all the time. Um, and then a few and... weeks later, they kind of mentioned that he still had this uh, feeling or bruising in his foot. And I told Dan, I said, you know, something's not, quite right with this you know they're saying it's a bruise but something's not right don't don't be surprised if this lingers on and sure enough it did it just uh i think it's kind of a smoke screen is that you know they don't want to get too much or well they yeah they don't and it's hard with nfl injuries it's probably the hardest part of what i do is that there's no there's no tactical advantage for an nfl team to tell you anything correct uh, when it well, comes to are, player injury, they are a little better than hockey because it's not just the, upper yes. body or lower body. They, they yeah. actually have to pinpoint us a, a particular, at least, area of the upper or lower body. Yes, so. and the problem, especially with Boza, is that you there's no because it happened in the preseason. There's no like video of him bruising his foot. You know, did somebody step on him? You know, does he actually have maybe a broken bone in that foot? I don't know. I know that. In May of this year, he came out and said that he still has some soreness in that foot. Yeah, that's which makes me that. that pretty much guarantees, in my mind, that there's something else going on. If it was just a bruise, you know, five months off, he shouldn't be having issues with it anymore. I don't believe. Again, I don't know Joey Boza. I've never looked at his foot. I have no idea what's actually going on there. But from a medical perspective, if what they're telling us is the if we're taking it at the face value, something is wrong with his foot. Um, and a bruise would not would not correlate to the the length of the symptoms that he's having. Um, I mentioned earlier that foot injuries are just they're impossible to rehab. There's you can do certain things with your foot, but it's super complex. It can be a source of a ton of pain. But what are you going to do? I can't make you strengthen your foot. I mean, I guess you probably maybe could, but. There's not a whole lot you can do from a rehab perspective, and I think that it's just one of those things that just it's going to take time, uh, and that's why I tend to avoid people with foot injuries in the preseason in fantasy because I just don't. It's almost never a good thing. It's almost never a good thing, and it almost never goes away. 
uh, immediately. So I, I just tend to stay away when I see something, especially like that, where it's kind of like, what is this? Uh, it, it's probably not a good, probably not a good thing. So kind of piggybacking off that, is there any injuries per se, like a foot or, or a core injury or something? Is there any uh, particular injury that you're like, I don't want nothing to do with this that maybe that a player will play through, but you're going to see symptoms or more of the same or production. Uh, yeah. I mean, if it's going to be like a lingering type thing, that's just going to continue if it doesn't heal or get fixed that players usually play through. Um, as far as like players actually playing through it, uh, I don't, there's nothing specific. Strains and sprains are always a concern. You know, if you have a hamstring, uh, hamstring strain, that just, for whatever reason, they just don't, they, they're they hard, one, because you don't know that you're healed until you're basically going full speed, and they won't do that until they're back in a game. So you're probably taking a risk as soon as they come back, and they're most likely going to re-injure themselves as soon as they come back, like within two weeks. So hamstring strains are, are uh, definitely a risk. As far as injuries that I just don't – I don't draft people with injuries – in their history, Achilles tears are a no-go for me. Uh, I just don't – the research out there just shows that they just don't – they don't ever come back. You so, know, so, even Brooklyn, after, so Brooklyn was stupid for signing Kevin Durant to that huge contract today. Well, he's not going to play next year, so – Yeah, I, as I was going to say, I he's mean, done. Kevin Durant's not as stupid for taking that deal because he's going to get paid $40 <laughs> million dollars to do nothing. I mean, rehab, he's not going to do nothing. But yeah. the, the point is, it's like he's not playing this year at all guaranteed yeah. uh you can just book that right there and so yeah that's a dumb but anyway back to football uh <laughs> same Achilles, just and, and Achilles tear is just, it's horrible i mean it's just so deonta foreman right is probably the most famous uh achilles guy recently i guess in, in the case well emmanuel sanders is the one that i, uh, I yeah, tend man. to say stay away from emmanuel ah, sanders okay. this year uh, i have too because he's old get on and wow. stay away from him uh foreman is actually a buy for me this year and the reason for that is because one he's young and typically you see with an achilles the average age is about 29 30 it's a weekend warrior injury it's older guys that think they still got it and they don't <laughs> uh, not saying that emmanuel sanders is that way because he's an elite athlete and i'm not so don't don't twist my words there but an average Joe that tears his Achilles is usually that guy that thinks he's still in high school and goes out and plays basketball on the weekend and then pops his Achilles because he doesn't stretch. He doesn't warm up. He doesn't do the things that he has to do because he's old now. Um, with an NFL athlete, typically there's an injury already. Uh, there's usually some kind of heel irritation or injury to the calf, just like Kevin Durant. There was an injury to the calf. He tried to go out and play. It was already weakened. It snaps. Uh, so as far as Foreman, the, the only good news is that he's significantly younger. Uh, he's also had now nearly two years, uh, or he will have nearly two years when he comes back to recover. That's one of those injuries that takes about 13 months to really get to the point where NFL players are playing, are playing, are just playing in general, just on the field. Um, and I typically say it's about 18 before you see that pre-injury production. And that is, that is, there's no 
study or anything that I can go to to back that up. It's just from what I can tell from the research that I've done, it takes about 18 months of recovery time for them to get to the point where they're playing at about 70 to 80% of pre-injury production. So if you believe in Deontay Foreman uh, and you can take him in the 13th round, I mean, I'm, I'm good with that. I think that if he is better than Lamar Miller, you're getting a steal. Yeah. Uh, but I would not expect – I would not be taking him in the ninth round or the eighth round and expecting him to, like, be this amazing player because I just think that there's just not any good examples of a guy coming back and being exactly what he was before he got injured. So Mandy, that's Sanders, assuming... Mandy Sanders is pretty dumb for trying to run at this point, right? Like, trying to like... – No, 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 no. No, he – no, so like an average Joe, uh, again, these are NFL athletes. These are not normal oh, people. Yeah, yeah. They're not me. But <laughs> an average Joe typically returns in about six months to okay. previous activity. So it's not uh, crazy that Emmanuel Sanders is running and doing things. The biggest, the biggest issue that he is going to have is that force production, that burst. And with a guy like Emmanuel Sanders, one – running on an open field with nobody around you at 50%, which is what the videos are showing. That is not fully recovered playing in the NFL. Yeah. And the reason why you and I can go back to like our daily lives in six months with an Achilles tear is because we don't have to play in the NFL. We're not That's trying why... to beat Patrick Peterson on the outside. Well, yeah, exactly. So, the difference is that's why it actually takes them longer to get back to like their normal activities because their normal activities are playing in the NFL and doing those types of things. Typically with an Achilles in an NFL player, 11 to 13 months to recover and be back on the field. So if I will be surprised if Emmanuel Sanders, even if he is progressing exceptionally well, if he doesn't land on the pup to begin the year. Yeah. I think that's probably where most people would assume. Uh, so getting back to some IDP guys, um, one of the couple guys uh, on DynastyFootballFactory.com, uh, we recently had an article published about uh, linebackers coming back from injury and guys that you should look at that maybe lost some of their time last year or went out and uh, they're coming back this year and whether or not we should buy them or sell them, uh, Christian Kirksey is one from Cleveland uh, that's, you know, was an elite, you know, at one point top five IDP linebacker asset. And he's going super late uh, now. Uh, is is there con- reason for concern with him coming back from injury? And I can't even remember the injury off the top of my head. Yeah, so he was he was on track for a pretty productive year. I know he's been kind of a staple in the IDP community. I mean, he just racks up tackles. The dude's a beast. Uh, he only played seven games, 43 tackles. That's pretty impressive from what I can tell. Grade two hamstring strain. So uh, strains, one, two, three. One is you basically just overpulled the muscle. So a hamstring pull would be a grade one. Grade two is there's a partial tear, uh, but not a complete rupture. Grade three is obviously a complete rupture, which is your worst case scenario. That's when you pop a hamstring and then you're out for typically a long time sometimes you'll have surgery sometimes you won't just kind of depends but so he had a grade two hamstring uh strain ended the season week nine it doesn't look like uh he has really anything else on his injury history that concerns me he seems to have a pretty healthy career so i i would expect him to return at 100 percent uh before week one and i'm not super concerned about him i mean i think if he's falling in drafts i would take the injury discount for that 
Yeah, you're getting a huge injury discount because, you know, looking at uh, the IDP startup that we just did, uh, I don't even know if I can find him here. Uh, <laughs> we're going that far down here. Um, I'll find him while we talk about somebody else here, and I'll let you know. Um, the next guy I think we wanted to ask, uh, similar, is uh, Quan Alexander. He's changing teams. Uh, again, another top five yeah. IDP asset uh, for a top five in general IDP asset before last season. Uh, where does he fall uh, with injuries? I believe his was an ACL, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, week seven ACL tear. Uh, interesting note that he was dealing with a hamstring strain for the majority of the year prior to the tear. So just kind of a down year for him all around. Uh, it's not one of those. An ACL is not one of those injuries that I tend to say, oh, he was probably compensating. Uh, most likely he just he twisted his foot wrong. Usually they plant their upper body twists, their foot does not. And it shears the basically just tears the ACL in half because of the bottom of the leg and the top of the leg go in different directions. I mean, it's not something where I think the hamstring strain really affected him. I just thought it was interesting to note. Um, typically with an ACL tear, I say 12, 12 months. Uh, the research backs that up. 12 months is the timeline that it takes for them to get back to their pre-injury production. So unlike an Achilles, uh, these players tend to get back to 100%. ACLs 20 years ago were a death sentence. The players just didn't play anymore. So uh, Adrian now, Peterson came along. And now uh, <laughs> right. now they tend to come back in about nine months. And I think that's really the key here. Uh, week seven injury. He's going to be playing most likely week one. Yeah. But I was nine you don't months ex- put him around August. Yeah. So you don't uh, – the problem is, is that everyone says, oh, he's back playing. He's he's good to go. He's Quan Alexander again. And that's not yeah. typically how ACLs work. Usually it's they come back in nine months, but they're not really ready to play um, at their pre-injury production until 12. So I usually say if you have a guy that so, – go ahead. No, I was think, I was looking at Keon O'Neill. He had the ACL injury as well. Well, hold so on. We're going to get to him. Hold on a second here. We'll get to him in a second. Just an interesting note here. Uh, Quan Alexander, who's probably going to play but not ready, was taken in the beginning of the 10th round in the startup. And Christian Kirksey, who's pretty much got a pretty clean bill of health, taken in the 18th round. And probably about 10 to tw- actually 10 to 20 linebackers later than Quan. I would so. You know, I probably agree with that. I mean, if Quan's healthy and he's fully recovered, but I think th- I think he's probably here. Much, I think he's that much better than Kirksey, though. I mean, he's proven what he can do. It's just a question of his health. I think it's also important to note that this is that was a dynasty startup, so it, was, yes. it depends yes. on what you expect to happen with the Browns' uh, linebacking core. But regardless you're going to expect him to be back at by week seven, which is pretty good. Um, two offensive players that just because we're, you know, we obviously play on the offensive side too. Cooper Cup and Will Fuller, they were week eight and 10. I'm totally staying away, especially in redraft. Uh, you're basically talking about half your regular, over half your regular season where these guys aren't going to be at 100%. I'm out. I'm out on those, on those two players this year. 
and I will take the brunt of the uh, the force if they come back and they're amazing. But to me, I think both of those guys are getting drafted way too high uh, for for regular season leagues. Just yeah, we talked one year leagues. We talked last week with uh, Katie Flower, and one of the things mentioned was you know assessing risk and yeah, uh, these this injury information is uh, very should be taken into account when you're assessing the risk of a player, especially a player that's oft injured. Um, it's ironic that uh, Christian Kirksey was drafted in the same round as uh, Hollywood Brown. Just a side note. Uh, but anyway, um, so Quan probably week seven before you can expect him doing Quan things. Christian Kirksey should be ready to roll is what I'm hearing. Yeah, from what I can tell, based on the injuries and how they were described uh, in the reports and the news, uh, I would expect Kirksey to be fine week one. I would expect Quan to be fine by midseason. You know, maybe maybe he's a little bit earlier by week four or five. You might be able to get full production, um, assuming, of course, that there's no compensatory injuries that happen with Alexander. That's the other real big concern yes. when you're talking about uh, ACL tears is that you tend to find they pull a hamstring, they injure something else the following year, and they're just, they just have a down season. Um, think of like a Dalvin Cook this year where towards ACL, even though he yeah. tore it relatively early in the season, he came back and he just, he was dealing with nagging stuff all year. And those compensatory injuries are what we kind of talked about a little bit earlier, where the body is just trying to run differently than what it was supposed to be running as, um, because it's not at a hundred percent yet and they compensate and then they injure something else. They pull a hamstring. They, uh, usually it's hamstrings. That's just tends to be the, the thing that is the most likely to be an issue, but groin strains are another one that tend to tend to happen with a compensatory injury. Okay. So now Hollywood, we'll, we'll go to Keanu Neal that you mentioned. <laughs> uh, he was a week one injury. So would you expect him week one to be kind of 12 months ready to roll? Yes. Yeah. Uh, week one injury, he's going to get the full 12 months. He's going to be having a, a pretty, assuming nothing happens to him in the preseason, as far as like those, like I said, those compensatory injuries, yeah. uh, he should be, he should be raring to go. And I would, I would be pretty confident um, in him returning at a hundred percent by week one. Okay. So those are some ACLs. Uh, how about Landon Collins? He was injured the second half of last year. Uh, what was his injury? And he's switching to the Redskins. Are the Redskins getting a 100% Landon Collins week one? Yeah, so two years in a row now that Collins has kind of ended the year on IR. Uh, forearm fracture in 2017 and then a labral tear last year, which did require surgery. So fractures don't really bother me that much long-term. Obviously, it's it's one of those things where they tend to miss a lot of time during the season. So you're usually you're looking at six to eight weeks to for the bone to, re to recover, uh, assuming it's just a clean break, nothing really abnormal. Uh, labral tear is a little bit different because there's no there's no like labral reconstruction surgery. Uh, that I know of that it's not like an ACL where you basically you take a graft and you repair it and then eventually it works pretty much the same way that your ACL did. Labrums don't 
work like that. Usually once they get messed up, they don't, uh, they don't get unmessed up. They might no longer cause pain or they might still function as a labrum does, which really it's in the shoulder. It just kind of deepens the socket and helps pull your, the head of your humerus in, into the socket. It just, it's a stability thing, um, like a little suction cup. Uh, but that being said, it's also one of those things where I think he's going to have plenty of time to recover. Uh, so reports are now that he's reporting that he's uh, participating 11 on 11 drills. So I think he's going to be good to go this year. I think that they're going to, they're going to be happy with the production that they get out of him. Do you have any concerns with a guy who has, is as physical as Landon Collins is using his shoulder to drive into ball carriers, receivers, tight ends? Is that a concern to that will you know creep up again? Good question because yeah. he's really physical. He's a physical top player, and that's what he's known for. Yeah, I think play style definitely definitely plays a role uh, in these guys' risk. Uh, I haven't found a good way to quantify it yet, except that we know that he is. Uh, we know that he's physical, and we know that he likes to. He likes to hit people. I mean, I don't. I don't blame any football player for liking to hit people. That was rather, rather be doing the hitting than getting the hitting. So that's what that's, was it you said two weeks in a row? I've asked you this something about greedy. He would rather untie your shoe and trip yes, you up that I way. I said that greedy Williams <laughs> would rather untie your shoe and let you fall and trip over your shoelaces than to actually make a tackle. So, so great, I love it. And again, I sorry, Mister Williams, if you're listening, uh, don't hate me too much daryl made me do it again for the third i love week it in row. that's one of the best quotes you've ever had man <laughs> yeah i'm but but play style plays a role i mean if if he's going to be leading with his shoulder uh it's the it's just like a running back leading with their shoulder you know head injuries shoulder injuries are things you're worried about um it shouldn't it should not be an issue unless we start hearing about uh, dislocations. Dislocations are kind of the trademark instability issue. When you're talking about a labrum, like I said, it works like a suction cup. If it's impaired, you lose that suction cup action. It puts a lot of stress on your rotator cuff to hold your shoulder in, um, which is all really your rotator cuff. I mean, it does some stuff with movement, but the primary purpose of your rotator cuff is to hold your arm in so that it doesn't just like fall off. Uh, so the labrum helps with that. So if you lose the labrum, you're going to stress the rotator cuff. Does that mean he's at a higher risk for rotator cuff injuries? Probably, but is it to the point where you're not drafting him? I don't think so. I don't, I think you still draft him, uh, expecting him to play and be healthy doing that. I don't, I'm not one that, we'll say don't draft a guy because he's an injury risk. I, I just say that if you're going to draft a guy that is an injury risk, you better be getting a discount for him. So, this so I haven't all... seen what his ADP is, but if he's falling in drafts. In this draft, he was taking the sixth round. He was the, I believe, third, no, second safety off the board. Right. So so he was taking pretty high capital. Actually, so I believe that was our boy very... D-Win that took him. Yeah, it was. I, I'm liking Collins. I like him in that situation. I really do. Um, this is all very interesting. So kind of a comparison, would you be more inclined to take a player like Collins with this shoulder labrum tear or a player like we mentioned earlier, Bosa with the foot injury, which one would concern you more? To me, 
it's hard to say. Um, I would say that Boza's injury is less. He's had more time to recover from it. Um, so I would probably go with Boza in that situation. But that also being said, because we don't, there's less clarity on what exactly is going on with Boza. You can't, uh, I wouldn't blame anyone for the taking the less risky uh, player. Again, it's it's hard to, it's not apples to apples comparison. Yeah. Me personally, I'm probably still going to take Boza because the posi- positional value plus uh, just the production, if he, if he turns out that he has a great season, you're not going to you're not going to replace that production. Um, even though you're probably not getting much or uh, as steep of discount with a guy like Boza. Right. So one guy that I'm especially interested in, uh, KJ Wright, he missed a lot of time last year, mm-hmm. kind of came back in the later parts of the season, was not really terribly effective when he did come back. Uh, what can you tell us about KJ Wright and what can we expect out of him this year? Give me one second. Um, I cannot figure out why my computer is not charging and I need to get that going because I'm going to die. Sorry. Sorry. One second. Well, now would be a good time for us to check out scouting Academy. So here we go. Scout NFL football like a pro. Invest in yourself and get a degree in player evaluation and assessment from the Scouting Academy. They've educated NFL GMs, personnel directors, and dozens of NFL scouts. Enroll today and you'll watch the same game tape NFL coaches watch. You'll learn to look past the metrics with position-by-position analysis. This is a time-tested curriculum, a chance to learn from the NFL execs, and coaches sign up today and get a dynasty football factory exclusive discount for limited time only save $50 when you sign up at dynastyfootballfactory.com and that's the scouting academy you can go to dynastyfootballfactory.com and get your $50 off of the belief probably fall semester they're probably taking now uh, signups for uh, also, if you while you're there at DynastyFootballFactory.com, you can become a member of the Dynasty Football Factory and get all of D-Win's wonderful articles that he's working on and also the rest of the team here. Um, it's uh, There's a great deal going on right now. We, we've been talking about the IDP uh, Rookie Guide. If you have not gotten that for some strange odd reason, you haven't purchased that yet, uh, you can get that guide as well as the offensive rookie guide and a year membership to dynastyfootballfactory.com for twenty nine ninety nine. Uh, that also includes access to all of our articles, rankings. Uh, the podcasts are free; they're going to stay free. But you also can get an invite to our Slack channel that we just started, or our Slack uh, network. I guess I don't know what consider that to be but you can join the idp channel where myself daryl doug and i believe josh are in there chatting up chatting up anything you want to ask us we're there uh we'll check in here and there uh with you and there's also dynasty dfs redraft uh channels as well as well as some just off topic hey what's your favorite uh bourbon 
We were talking about wine on there a couple weeks ago, <laughs> about a week ago. Uh, so you can talk about just about anything uh, with us. And also the video mailbag that I'll be hosting uh, will be getting started there. So there's lots of features that you can learn to become a member. Uh, so go to DynastyFootballFactory.com, sign up today, $29.99. You get the two guides, year membership. You get to interact with us and get all that great knowledge that we are spouting. So crisis averted, Ethan? Crisis is averted. Oh, my apologies. Right. Uh, right. For some reason, half my half my power strip is not working. So I have a project. Which there is probably you go. just go to Walmart and buy a new power strip. Moving's so, great, isn't it? Moving is the best. <laughs> it just really is. <laughs> I moved it last really August, and it was we're still or last July, and we are still trying to get stuff. Like my room down here is half done. Yeah. my summer projects i'll be working on but uh, well, i don't have like anything on my walls typically this is the first time i've ever had an office where i could just do office stuff yeah uh, before i had a one bedroom so and i was podcasting from my living room which which is this is nice this is nice to like have my own yeah space which i share with my wife because See, and that's how life works you don't like get your own space but something you may get to look forward to uh, see, I had an office in my old house, and then we had kids, and then became the kids' rooms. So now we moved into a bigger house, and I have a an office space that the kids still use this space, but it's, it's mine. It's got Seahawks colors on the walls. It's got all my stuff. But I yeah, I haven't gotten to full blown. My wife is pretty adamantly against uh, a a man man pad. Uh, man cave bachelor well you know space, but black, black and yellow would not really look good on the wall i don't think i don't know <laughs> if that's the truth uh i think it would look pretty pretty good i'm just saying yeah uh, we, we got a buster stones for being a steelers fan hey so. what, yeah, what are you gonna do you know uh could that's be very Titans evident in your tonight. draft by the way which we'll go over shortly whoa 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 <laughs> you know some sometimes you just got to take the value where they are um, but yeah, I did notice that, that it was a little steeler heavy at the beginning yes, uh, yes, and the middle and probably the end too. Uh, <laughs> but you know what, if you, what, you, there's worse teams to stack up on, like you That's could true. be a Titans fan. I'm just saying, I'm just busting your chops, man. Uh, That's the nice part here. about we the Steelers Darryl's though, is like, you can go <laughs> steeler heavy but then have three different teams because Bell and and uh, Brown. Antonio Brown have yeah. left. So I actually have done that a couple of times just because I like the value that I'm getting with those guys. And I'm just I'm all in on Juju Smith Schuster this year. I I don't think I've missed him in a draft yeah. in a startup like yet. I just I can't stay away. I, I will admit I was dead wrong on Juju. I thought the curse of the USC receiver was uh, gonna gonna be be juju so i avoided him like the plague and i'm angry at myself now i had kamara and juju in my top 10 rookies that year uh despite the fact that i was that was just like my personal rankings yeah. that i was doing for my one and only dynasty draft uh that year which can tell you that that's why i got into this because i'm a nerd because i was doing my own personal rankings i wasn't sharing them with anyone just like keeping them to myself and then i look back on tomorrow I, uh, I one had of my tons home, of Kamara that from that year. 
Well, I had a home league that I do. It's 12 teams. Most of them are Vol fans. So, you know, I'm, and they're really good owners. I mean, they are. I couldn't ask for better owners in this league. I never expected it to happen, but I got Kamara in round three, which wow. for me was a freaking steal. Yeah, yeah, I took him at the beginning of the second, and people were like, who is this guy? Why are you yeah. taking this? I'm like, you don't understand. You don't you don't get it. You're, you're missing out. Same thing with Juju. I traded up in that, I traded up in that home league draft. Uh I, I don't remember what I gave up. I can't remember exactly who it was, but I, I basically traded for the 10th and the the 10th overall pick and the 14th overall pick and ended up with those two. And I was like, Yeah, this is amazing. Well, I think I had won. David Johnson won me a title. And then the following year, I got Kamara. It's about the same range as I got David Johnson the year before, too. So I, I was, they, they were, they were all angry with me because I got two studs back to back drafts. Or it wasn't maybe back to back drafts, but, you know, just getting two studs late first. You know, everybody at the top of the draft is probably like, what did I do wrong? You know, I oh, yeah. You know, you're always going to have that. Yeah. So getting back to KJ Wright, guy that I'm, I got, I don't even really, the fantasy stuff is great, but, but is he going to be on the field for me this year? As a you know, I want to say yes, because the, <laughs> the, the, the history, he has a good history of being healthy. Uh, so his injury history checks out for the most part. Only played five games last year with this knee issue that he had a scope, uh, which is basically just they they drill some holes, they stick a camera in there, and they see what's going on. Uh, it's uh, they they did that to his knee, and I don't know what they found, but typically with a scope, you expect him to be back at a hundred percent in six to eight weeks. And then he doesn't play pretty much for the rest of the year. I mean, he plays a little bit, but not nearly what he should have been playing if it yeah. was just a pretty he was, simple he was not cleanup KJ procedure. Right. He was not KJ right last year. No, he wasn't. No. And, you know, I think it bothered him pretty much the entire year. Yeah. Uh, for him to miss 11 weeks, and even when he played, he wasn't – you could just tell something wasn't yeah. right with him. Bruh. I, I can't help but wonder if he, because of the swelling, the other symptoms, if he wasn't dealing with some kind of meniscus issue, um, maybe a partial ACL tear, but highly unlikely. Uh, again, I think it was just one of those things that they just could not control the swelling and the pain. Um, I'm surprised that we haven't really heard much about him having a second procedure to yeah. go back in to see what was going on. My guess is that they – an MRI and they're like, you look, dude, you're fine. Um, it's probably just some swelling things that he has to deal with. Uh, this off season, hopefully he gets a little bit of treatment and he comes back better than ever. I mean, it's, yeah, the Seahawks it's, it's a weird one. Again, the, the Seahawks are tough too. Cause they don't, they don't, yeah, they, don't. Uh, they don't do very well at telling you what's going on with their yeah. players. They don't, they don't, uh, they're just like the Patriots in that regard. Well, they don't, they play the system I pretty well. Put it that reading way. The I thought it was leaves. interesting that they signed him to a two-year, $15 million well, deal. Well, if you listen to Waltner, he said it's a one-year deal. Right. So, I mean. So, I, and the Seahawks, think, reading the tea leaves, the Seahawks have set themselves up to let him go by drafting Cody Barton, by drafting Ben Burkhurvin, by bringing yeah. in, you know. So, they, they have themselves insured, so to speak. 
uh, yeah, and I think they have to. I mean, he's they they are obviously preparing for an overhaul of that team on the defensive yeah. side. They um, need to pay Bobby. And they've already they've already started that, so I'm not surprised by that. I think it's more of insurance for him in case this knee just does not get right. Uh, pun intended there. Yeah. But <laughs> <laughs> but again, I, there's nothing recent that tells me that there's this is going to be something that he's going to continue to deal with. Hopefully as we get closer to the season and they have to put this guy on the field, I'll be able to tell you more. But for right now, I think it was just kind of a fluky year where he just couldn't get right. And anytime you see an injury like that, you know, a scope, something like that, that happens in the preseason, you should raise the red flags. They should just be going all over the place because players that enter the league hurt, uh, enter the season hurt they don't tend to just like get magically better as the season progresses they only tend to get worse so you know i always say don't draft injured players so if a guy is injured and he's gonna miss six plus weeks to start the year like why are you drafting that guy i don't know just to me that's maybe i'm risk averse in that regard when it comes to injuries but i don't i don't uh, i don't invest in guys that are starting out the year hurt and I think right. if you look back, you'll find that that's a good strategy to have because if you were investing in Joey Boza last year, despite the fact that he was hurt, you got burnt. Um, you can just name, go down the line. Rashad Penny was another one, uh, injured his finger. Everyone's still expecting him to take over the job. He didn't take over the job. Chris Carson was winning people leagues. So to that's me, just, I think the Seahawks like to mess with guys, though. <laughs> yeah, that's true. But that's, I, I guess, my point stands that you're not going to win yourself any leagues by drafting guys that are coming into the year hurt. Good advice. Uh, so we'll talk about two more guys. And one of them is one we both came up with. And one of them is what Daryl came up with. Uh, Jason Pierre, Paul single car <laughs> accident besides losing some digits a couple years back. Uh, again, kids be careful with those fireworks. Uh, this July 4th. What can we expect? Because we, we've heard some nuggets saying October is a projected target date for him to come back. Um, what all injuries did he sustain? If they, they, I don't even know if they released all that information about they, injuries. There's not a whole lot because, again, this is one of those things that it didn't happen on a football field, so it's yeah. hard to get good, reliable information. Um, this guy needs some bubble wrap. Well, he needs – maybe he just needs to wear a helmet all the time because yeah. he obviously just hurts himself. Yeah. Um, he's a knucklehead and I always, again, you can't predict risk, but when you hear about guys having multiple knucklehead injuries, uh, you should, that should raise red flags for you too. Knuckleheads tend to continue to be knuckleheads, but anyway, he crashes Ferrari, uh, RIP to that Ferrari. Uh, gosh, I wish I had a Ferrari to crash. No, I'm just kidding. Um, you and me both (laughs) early, early May, uh, and the report I got was that he fractured – he had a fractured bone in his neck. So he basically broke mm. his neck. Um, he should be grateful that he's not paralyzed. Um, but I'm guessing since the original reports were that he was not going to play at all this year, we should be grateful that the second opinion that he got was five to six months. Um, I still think that that is generous. Um, because they're not really telling us much about it. The first report from another doctor said he was missing the year. He's going to start out on the pup, most likely. The pup is a 
useful tool for NFL teams that sucks for fantasy teams because <laughs> you can hide players on the pup basically until week 15 um, because you've got six weeks to start the year and then you've got something like five weeks before you make a decision to put them on the practice squad and then they can practice for three weeks before you actually have to put them on your main roster. So uh, you're talking about a significant amount of time that he could theoretically miss if they put him on the pup track. I'm not drafting him. It's just my personal uh, philosophy is uh, you don't draft injured players. Um, he's not going to get you. He's not going to reward you when he comes back, if he comes back with what you're paying for him in a draft. So to me, I'd stay away personally. Well, me and Daryl, in this Pod Wars League, we just took a flyer on him in round 18. I'm it's good with that because you could drop only. him. Yeah, we could drop him. As soon him. as something happens to him, you can just drop him. So, yeah. So we, we, I'm good we with got that. him at round 18 of an IDP only league. So, yeah. I mean, we have plenty is, of that's defensive fair. ends. That's fair value. You know, we, we have four other defensive ends. So we just kind of took him because, you know, what if? What yeah. if he comes back and he's looking good, you know? Yeah, and maybe maybe he heals well and he comes back a little sooner. Yeah. Then it's the same dunk pick. I'm I'm good with that. You're getting the discount. That's the big thing. You got he's already discount. beaten the odds once because I I thought when he blew his hand off uh, that he was pretty much right, done and if for I'm his lo- career. If I'm so. looking at this right, that was 2013. Yeah. So he had you know he played 11 games that year, but he only had 27 tackles, two sacks, and a and an interception, which he ran back for a touchdown. You know, he didn't do a whole lot the next year, yeah. 2012. But 2000, or um, I'm sorry, 2014, he came back and he had 76 tackles, 12 and a half sacks. So he rebounded nicely. And I think he missing how to play again, basically. Yeah, I mean, you missing fingers off of your hand is a big problem when you're playing a, a sport. Um. So as long as he's medically cleared, I don't have any doubts that he can come back. But I, I question if he's fully healthy because necks are scary. Well, here's what we say to JPP. You done messed up, A.A. Ron? Oh, Lord, I haven't of, heard that of, in a while. Instead of A.A. Ron, <laughs> J, 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 JPP. Uh, but anyway, uh, one last guy for you. Then we'll chat up some of this draft that we just wrapped up here at the startup. Uh Demarcus Lawrence, he was uh, holding out on doing his surgery until he signed an actual contract with the Dallas Cowboys. Uh, was that a smart thing to do? Yeah, um, weird to me. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I mean, I think if you're if I'm Demarcus Lawrence, yeah, that's genius. Yeah, um, if you're relying on him for IDP this year. And they're yes. the Dallas Cowboys. Yeah. Um, so he has said that he's been dealing with this labral tear for two years. Um, I don't have any, again, I don't know DeMarcus Lawrence. So if he says that, like, what what, what am I going to say? Oh, no, I don't believe that's the case. <laughs> um, it's not like I can look at his shoulder. Um, I can't see his medical records. So. Uh, for him to get paid and then say, you know what, I'm going to take care of my body so that I can, if I'm the Cowboys, I'm, ex- I'm okay with that because basically saying, look, I know you just gave me all this money. Let's make sure that I'm a hundred percent going yeah. forward. Um, 
So I get it from his perspective. I get it from the Cowboys' perspective of they are investing a lot of money in him. They want him to be at 100%. Okay. Um, from an IDP perspective, I think you can expect him to play this year. Um, we'll see how he, he progresses with his rehab with that. Uh, again, big thing is with a labral repair is you're looking for dislocations. Any, any kind of popping out, anything that says that sh- shoulder isn't still right um, is a big red flag. I don't think that it's to the point where any of the recent news that I've seen um, would prevent me from drafting him this season or in dynasty is he week one ready to roll do you think um typically i would say yes he did have the surgery a lot of times you'll see them they'll have they'll have these labral repair surgeries like in like january february um to give them the maximum amount of time he had his in april so you're talking three to five months recovery. Usually they're pretty pretty well good to go at four months. So April, May, June, July, August. So he, he's pushing it for week one. Um, if he has any kind of setback, it's probably not going to happen. Yeah. But if everything goes to plan and he and he, uh, I'm sure that it will pretty much go close to plan. As long as he's practicing in the preseason, um, I, I would be okay with drafting him. So. If you have any injury questions, I'm sure you can shoot them at uh, eTurnerFF underscore PT. Did I get that right? Yes. Okay. <laughs> uh, I'm looking at the draft board, and I was remembering the PT on the end there. Um, and I'm sure he'd be glad to go into all that medical stuff. I feel like I'm smarter just by listening to this stuff. <laughs> well, hope, hopefully it wasn't too overwhelming. It's, it's again, I, my the, hope is that I could dumb it down to the point where pretty much everyone understands it yeah. um, and relate it back to fantasy. That's, that's really yeah. why we're here. Well, I'm not here to just spit medical jargon at you. Um, it's really, how does this relate to playing fantasy football? And there's a lot of nuggets in there going forward. Yeah. They apply to everything i mean they apply to every player that you could possibly imagine so like the acl tears they apply to offensive guys too so if you know that you're looking for 12 months like that's a nugget you can use and it's just it's not a huge advantage um i try to say that i'm not here i'm not going to win you five weeks in your fantasy league but if i can avoid if you can avoid one guy uh avoid drafting one guy um, it could, it could have that much impact. And it's just, I think that the information is the more knowledge you have, the better you're going to be at winning fantasy football. And yeah, I'm just I mean, here for the it's, injuries. <laughs> it's a piece of the pie. And I think, yeah, yeah. I saw something on Twitter the other day and it annoyed me. It was a, let's have a debate <laughs> film versus analytics. Oh, and man. I'm like, why are we going to like debate this? Cause I think the smart thing to do is use both which when I'm looking at a team situation, when I'm looking at players to pick up, I'm looking at both. I'm looking at what I see on Sundays and I'm looking at what I see in the stats. You know, you can have a guy that you think looks great, but if he doesn't ever get a tackle, who cares? If he doesn't ever make a big play, he's not a, you know, a boom for your team. So, you know, having that injury piece is again another part of the puzzle. 
uh, to get. Um, and speaking of puzzles, and I'm not sure, I didn't, I didn't ask for previous to this, um, the SFB9 stuff has uh, come out. The shirts have gotten delivered. I have my Sega-style shirt, which is pretty awesome. Uh, oh, you can get those at, well, hurry up and go to RotoWare because uh, you have until I think the, the 8th when, yeah. uh, to get a the, the Super Mario version of the Scott Fishbowl shirts. are. Uh, they're going to do another batch, so you better get in there and get them in. And also, uh, anybody that is in SFB, or even if you're just a charitable person, uh, go to Fantasy Cares and go donate some money for Toys for Tots. Uh, we will be getting the Autism Speaks Eliminators up and running yep. as well. Uh, there's going to be a few different ones. Uh, we're going to use some of our friends of the show and co-host here to be the uh, celebrity. And yes, I used hand quotes for that uh, celebrity uh, eliminator person. <laughs> uh, so, you know, join up for those as well. There's a few. There's a lot of the regular eliminators going on. There's IDP eliminators going on. Let's fill all those up. And also the Autism Speaks eliminators, which I'll be kind of uh, helping to run. And I'll be in a couple of those. Um, they're about ten bucks. They're a lot of fun. You know. You, you're the lowest, you're the weakest link. You're gone from the league, basically. You don't have to do much besides draft a team. So we all love drafting. Uh, and if you don't have any more room for, you know, week-to-week -week management, those best balls and leagues like this, the Eliminators, are nice because you get to draft. And then you get to say goodbye, pretty much, because, you know, you just watch the results. You can't really do anything to help your team. Uh, speaking of, and this is not the case, uh, Ethan popped cherry when it comes to IDP here. Yeah. The other day. Uh, That's true. A couple weeks That's ago, true. I guess we started this. Um, so let's take a look at how he did here. Me and Daryl's opinion. I don't know if Daryl has it up. Do you have it up now? No, I don't. No? Okay. Well, I'll just read off some things. <laughs> so he started, uh, as he wait, said, Steeler had... I think it's worth noting that this is probably the least advised way to join an idp league because i'm playing with i'm playing with absolute sharks he's playing league. with 11 uh idp quote-unquote experts uh i think most and of me. us either have a podcast or write for a site uh i think there's maybe a couple that don't write but they are experienced so he was thrown in the deep end which you know what <laughs> Metal sharpens metal, man. That's right. I mean, I think I, I was like uh, Oklahoma Dougie. Yes. My man Doug. He yeah. hooked me up in this league, and he's like, yo, let's you know get into this league. Get, get your IDP under your belt. Because I was always interested in IDP, but I had never – it's the uh, only way to go, man. It's it's hard. Well, it's hard to get other people that just play regular fantasy to do IDP because it's kind of daunting. Um, yeah. And of course, he hooks me up with this. Like, there's like twelve different IDP slots, and it's we're drafting 43, 43, uh, 43 well, players. To, to so I'm, I'm just my first uh, foray into Dynasty was an IDP league. 
So like I had never done Dynasty before. I'd done like the the magazine stuff and you know right. when Yahoo was first born, basically. And yeah, so diving in the deep end, I think, is is a good way to do it. If you want to yeah. like dip I did your my toe. Best. <laughs> I don't think you did too bad. So we'll we'll go yeah. through here. Uh you said you went Steeler heavy, you got Juju in the first and Le'Veon in the second. So, you know, former Steeler. Not not really his fault, I don't think, uh, that he had to leave. Um the Steelers just don't like paying guys. Um, <laughs> no. Then you came back, you got Brandon Cooks, Derrick Henry. There you go. Why? Hey, don't don't Dan. Don't you dare. <laughs> Uh, we all know my affinity. For yeah, my, your hate, your hate, my hatred. For well, Derek. it's just like any other fantasy league. After about eight rounds, you can't find a running back, so yeah. I decided to go a little running back heavy there at the well, beginning. Hey, I just hit a home run with that. I, I got Dalvin Cook in the second round, and the rest of my running backs are complete and utter crap. So. I'm just going to go zero RB and hope for the best. Uh, Not by choice. Uh, Your first IDP pick was Devin White. So now I'd say that's pretty good. He got that about, uh, let's see. It just came off of a semi run. There was Blake Martinez, Luke Keekley, Bobby Wagner in the end of the fifth coming back around. Danielle Hunter was gone. Landon Collins was gone. And then Devin White. Uh, I can't argue with that. Yeah, I can't hate on that. That's actually a good pick. And then you stole Tyreek Hill before the news came out in the seventh round. So, <laughs> so that was. I feel dirty. Yeah, uh, I, I don't I... feel good. Again, I'm. Uh, I will. I will say that while that is stealing, uh, I don't f- feel good about taking Tyreek Hill. If anyone's like he took Tyreek Hill, he's a horrible person. Just know that, like, I've never met Tyreek Hill. I don't ever have to pay Tyreek Hill money. Yeah. Just it's fantasy football. <laughs> I think it, Madman. It was the seventh round. Like, what are you going to do? Yeah, uh, I think Madman on the Dynasty Trades HQ said it best. He's like, I completely disconnect the human being from the football player. He's like, exactly. if it's good value, I'm going to take him. If it's not, I'm not going to take him. He's like, if it's good value and I have a choice, he'd probably take the other player. And, and but if you're getting, you know, wide receiver one production from the seventh round, he, he you can, feel he dirty can, doing it. He but can be a what jerk gonna do? in real life and be well, a horrible human being and still be on your fantasy team. I have plenty of shares of him because I, I, I believed in it. I didn't believe in him, but I got lucky drafting him as a rookie in a lot of these tra- leagues that I'm in, and yep. I, I wasn't gonna take pennies. Like that's, I'm not going to just trade him away just to get rid of him off my team. I understand the people that don't want anything to do with him and just sell him for whatever, but you got to run your team like a business. You got to disconnect a little bit. From that. And yeah. I think Matt man's approach is probably the best way to yeah. attack. Now, if Tyree kill puts up get... a three touchdown game in September, I'll try to get rid of him and get a couple firsts, you know? Like, I mean, if you get too emotionally involved in it or too emotionally attached to certain things or whatever, and I'm not saying that's wrong or right, but it can skew what you need to focus on. Yeah. I mean, it's... There, there's a, a thin line, I think, between 
treating these guys like a you know serial number and a human being you know right. all in all we're looking at stats and we're looking at we're, we're not looking to hang out with you know we, we'd obviously love to meet some of these uh athletes but well, i think yeah. you have to i think you have to remember that you don't know these people so yeah. Yeah, you can you can sit on your moral high horse about a Tyree kill, um, but you could draft Joe Mixon. I mean, it's just yeah. to me, it's if, if you sit on a high horse yeah. with a guy like Tyree kill news next week could come out that I don't know, name the most like PG NFL player. Drew Brees is a horrible person like, <laughs> you know, and obviously I'm assuming from everything that I know that Drew Brees is actually an incredible human being. But the point is, is like you don't know these people. And yeah. if you assume that you do, you're making a mistake. And if right. you pretend that you do, you're also making a mistake. You're yeah. they're basically like it's like loving a chess piece. Like, <laughs> I'm sorry, but you don't know the king. So yeah. exactly. It's you funny they mentioned that players. because somebody was mentioning uh, it was something about hating NFL players or hating players. And somebody said J.J. Watt. And I'm thinking to myself, J.J. Watt has this image of being one of the, you know, like great humanitarians of the NFL. And somebody wow. has a personal issue with J.J. Watt. I guess he met him personally and didn't like him. So you never know. You know, how the people are on TV can be completely different from when cameras aren't around. And, you know, I just assume they're all terrible people until (laughs) I've proven them otherwise in person. They're just all terrible people. I'm a terrible person for playing fantasy football and trying to win. Like, yeah, that's fine. (laughs) You know what, though? I've met a few uh, Eagles players at the Huddle Up for Autism events that they have uh, in for Philadelphia. They do a lot of autism research benefits. Um, we, we've had a couple autograph signings, nobody really major, you know, but they've all been nice. You know, they, they took time to shake your hand, say hi, you know, how you, how's it going? Even though there's like a line of a hundred people there to sign autographs and stuff. So haven't had anything, any bad experiences to speak of, but getting back to the draft here after that little sidebar here, uh, it's a Khalil Mack with your next pick solid pick especially because he's defensive line eligible in this league so sleeper got something right i want to say that i'm like really smart and i totally knew that that was going <laughs> to occur but i did not i just knew who cleo mac was and i was really hurting for for any idp guys at that point i was like I I, you, you know what honestly uh i don't know who brass balls is uh <laughs> but brass balls traded fan traded up and sniped Corey Littleton from me. And that would have been my next pick. So yeah, I, gave up, I kind of lucked into a, the Cleo uh, Mac D lineman. Uh, he gave up a 2021st to me for, for Corey Littleton. So, um, and then I, like Mack, though. I think that's, I think he's going to be even better than what we saw last year. So somehow in that trade, you ended up with, uh, you ended up making a trade to get the 9-11, I guess it was. I guess you traded back a couple spots. Yes. Uh, I traded from 9-08 to 9-11. And I think I picked up like a 14th maybe or a draft pick. I'm not sure exactly. I think you picked up a 14th and a 15th because you have two, two of them down there. Yeah, but I think one of those came from a different 
from that, a second trade later have. on. So I think it was. Yeah, you traded uh, again with the same guy for uh, for the twelve. So yeah, the funny thing is he took Cam Newton, and then two picks later you got Russell Wilson. So. Yeah. Uh, yeah, people, I was okay with that. People, I would have taken Russell Wilson there anyway. So a lot of people would have had Russell Wilson pick. above Cam Newton to begin with. I, you know, I think so. he's a Panthers fan. So there you go. hey, go get your guy. I guess. Yeah. I, I don't. Lost. I don't trust your loss. I think. I think that's his loss. But whatever. Yeah, I traded out a couple times, so I was losing a couple picks um, here. Uh, Let's see. You got Ed Oliver after that. Actually, you did not snipe because uh, D-Win had a chance at him, but he took Chris Jones instead. <laughs> so, And then you came back with TJ Watt. Here's where the Steeler love comes in. <laughs> and what I'll tell you to expect from TJ Watt is some weeks he will be amazing for you, and other weeks yeah. he will be completely missing. You'll be like, no, did he even play? See, not last was it last season or the season before? I can't remember. I'd have to go back and look. I wrote a piece called Feast and Famine. TJ Watt, um, Yannick and Gawkway, and there was somebody else, I forget who it was, but those two were on there. They are such streaky players. I mean, their sacks come, you know, they'll get two sacks here, four sacks there, three sacks here, and then they'll disappear for six or seven weeks. I'm not yeah. touching players like that. I'm just not. I'm not going to. While the even in the biggest of sack scoring leagues, I'm not touching them. I, I want give me somebody that's consistent. Give me that Dan, Danielle Hunter that's giving me one well, one and a half two sacks a week. Listen, I'm just, Danielle oh, Hunter went about five rounds earlier, so we're not right. comparing. So players taken around him. I took D Ford right after, which isn't really going to help you linebacker wise. Uh, Fred Warner was taken a little bit after. Zach Cunningham was taken a little after. Uh, Avery Williamson, a couple rounds later. Um, oh, I'd take Avery so, Williamson all day over T.J. Watt. So, yeah, there, there's our one criticism. You know, we're, we're, we're going to not, you know, so far, everything's looked pretty I'll pretty take good. the hit. So, I'm going to enjoy, I'm going to be watching TJ Watt every week. I was going to so say, your Steeler enjoy love that. probably had a little to do with that pick. And I'm not Steeler. saying TJ Watt's a bad player. I'm saying you, some no. weeks you'll love uh, him and some weeks you'll hate him. He's just so. too streaky for me. I mean, he has a lot of good qualities. You can see it. It comes yeah. in flashes. And when he's on, he's probably as good as anybody, but uh, yeah. he just needs to be more consistent for me. Then you went back to the offense, got James White. Uh, then I like the the what you did here in these next couple rounds. Micah Fitzpatrick is not going to oh, come yeah. off the field for the Dolphins. So I think you did pretty well there. I think that was your first safety or first DB. Yes. Great pick, by the way. Great and then pick. the results of your trade backs, uh, you got you picked up some vets since you got Devin White. You might need a vet to to sub in there. You got Kiko Alonso and Tahir Whitehead. Love and, it. Uh, those two vets should do you well at least one to two years, and then you know you can pick up some other guys later on. You know, Kiko gets kicked for being kind of dirty player. And he's kind of aging. Tahir's kind of aging. But you know what? They both have plenty of opportunities, and they both put up the numbers. I mean, they're 100-tackle guys easily. 
Yeah, Whitehead could see a little hit from his normal production this year, I think. He might, but I don't think he's going to take that big of a drop. I really don't. Then you went back to offense for a while. Uh, Justice Hill, I think, you know, he could carve out a good role in Baltimore. Uh, The Vance Dance, there's another Pittsburgh player for you. Uh, I mean, Isabella. I thought that was good value in the 16th. I'm just yeah. saying. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Be a tight end one. You're looking at Dallas Goder was taken. It was available. Mark Andrews, Chris Herndon, and Trey Burton. So you're looking at guys that, you know, you, you got the best out of what's left, I think. I didn't take a tight end until round 22 and ended up with Jared Cook. <laughs> so, yeah. I, yeah, I you sniped me on Jared there. Cook, too. I was pretty sad. I was hoping to get him as uh, yeah, he to, got to me pair up. Me. I think you hit me like three times in the end of this oh, round. Yeah. Me, me and you with, uh, with were tight ends. Yeah. I remember the chat a couple of times being cursed at because uh... that was not <laughs> true. I would never, you know, I would never do something like that. It's, oh, all, but it's, I all, it's all fair game in the chat. It was pretty devastating though, because, uh, <laughs> but, but you know, Hey, it's all fair. You know, it's not like you cheated. Like that's true. I, I, you had a chance to offer me a deal if you wanted the guy. Bad. Now it's fine. I'm just going to roll with my one tight end from the Steelers. And That's the only tight end. You tight end one with a bajillion <laughs> targets. So you took a couple guys that have a shot. But, um, so let's just focus. You took a couple other guys. Andy Isabella should be a good. Uh, Big Isabella fan. Yeah, just yeah I like him too. He's, he's, looking he's a stud. Like a starter here. He's going to be amazing. You just wait. Marvin. I don't know what to think about him half the time, but you know, good value here in the 18th round. He's my wide receiver four. I'm good with that. Yeah. Deshaun Hamilton. Again, Uh, wide receiver four, four mm -hmm. or five. I'm good with that. So then we got Todd Davis, who's a solid linebacker. I think that's your fourth or I guess your fourth linebacker. I think he's pretty solid there. Uh, looking at defense only for the sake of time here. Jordan Poyer was a steal in the 22nd oh, round, God, I think. Yeah. Um, I mean, you got tremendous value with Poyer. He's a top guy in Buffalo. We were talking about him a little yes. bit, I think, last week. Uh, Kenny Moore, uh, we, we were kicking around the idea of corners. I think Sleeper said by August or by July, they should have corners and D-tackle specific leagues available. So if that's the case, I think Dougie wanted to change it to corners and D tackles. So you got yourself a corner here. It's a pretty good corner. He just signed a contract, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, then we go Reggie Ragland. That one's, you know, we're getting to the end of the linebackers. So somebody that might play is, is, is good enough. Uh, then you kind of go back to offense for a while. Uh, DeMonte Casey is one of those guys that could be on the field in nickel situations. So, And he had a pretty good year last year filling in for uh, Keanu Neal and them. Yeah. So if anything happens to Allen or um, Keanu Neal, you know, God forbid. But uh, if something does happen, Casey has shown that he can step up and play pretty effectively. Uh, Tack McKinley. I have soured so much on him because I had such high hopes for him. Hopefully he can turn it around in year three, I believe this would be. Um, so he's yeah. going to be a guy you probably don't want to start, but uh, has potential. You know, he's a first No, I think pick. Tack is actually year two. I think he was drafted a year ago. Uh, I don't know. I get my years confused. Yeah, I do too. 
Well, I've watched too many drafts. I've watched too many sure football this games. Year, this, is, this is his third season. He's coming into his third season. There you okay. go. I was right. Uh, then you got Rashawn Gary. Uh, I love him as a player, play a but that situation, I just can't. I, I, I he could have landed anywhere and I would have liked him better. I'd probably rather have the guy that's taken right after Jannard Avery, who's yes, rumored to be a defensive end now. I mean, that'll be a big boost to his value. Yeah. Then you went, got some uh, running backs and, and tight ends. And that's uh, Mr. Dynasty 316, as we know him. Yes. Mr. Ivan, a bunch of y'all are in leagues with him. And that's the bottom line, because Dynasty 316 said so. <laughs> uh, Ryan Kerrigan, uh, he, he's a dependable outside linebacker. He's not one of you know our favorites, but he always seems to be a linebacker three uh, by the end of the year. I like him. I like him. When healthy, he is. he's one of the better ones. He's one of the more underrated players, I think. Yeah, and you got some good talent here late here. Cody Barton from Seattle. Uh, he's going to be a, one of the ones you should put on your taxi squad. Yep, yep. he's already there. Yep, uh, he could be you know, if KG Wright has some issues or they just want to move on from him. That could very well happen. Sam Hubbard, I'm a big Sam Hubbard fan. Um, one of the things that Sleeper, and I don't know, I'm not ripping anybody by any means, their draft settings, some of these guys are buried. Oh my gosh! Yeah, you have to scroll down. You have to like, scroll all there's like a the way group down. of like people that'll never play, like rookies that'll never play. Well, here's a sleeper <laughs> and then if you hit. just keep scrolling past that, then you get the guys that are retired, yeah. and then you keep scrolling past that, and then you get guys that have never played in the NFL. And if you keep scrolling past that, you <laughs> might find some gems there at the bottom. I'm not sure. Again, I don't want to throw any shade. It's just however their algorithm rhythm is. Yeah. Um, What's well, their ADP? You have to go searching. For, for some gems here at the bottom. It's based off their ADP. The one thing I will say, and this is a, a, a sleeper IDP kind of cheat code, if you look past the chunk of rookies in the middle, there is a chunk of second-year players like Sam Hubbard, like, um, I'm trying to think of some other names that are down there, uh, like Vita Vea, Taven Bryan, like that whole crew seems to be hovering mm-hmm. down there. So when you're doing a draft on sleeper IDP wise, scroll all the way to the bottom and you can star players. That's what I normally do is I just star a bunch of guys I'm interested in. That way I can just, there's a a setting where you can click on just your starred players. So if you go through like, you know, the first couple rounds, you just go star everybody you like. You know, everybody you're interested in, you can just draft off of that, basically. You can kind of set up your own pre-draft board. They don't really have a pre-draft uh, as of right now, and they don't really have, like, a draft queue that you can throw guys. But you can star them as a watch, and that's an effective way to kind of make sure you get your guys late. I wouldn't recommend it maybe, you know, first 10 rounds because you should know your who you want in the first 10 rounds or so. But as it gets late and and the top guys are gone, and you're staring at Ryan Shazier and Paul Puzlozny at the top, which, please, sleeper, fix that. Puzlozny <laughs> shouldn't even be in your database anymore. I mean, I know Calvin Johnson is still in the My Fantasy League uh, database, but <laughs> having retired players, you, you mentioned it, Ethan, having retired players there, it's just like, come on, man. 
send them to the bottom. There's got to be some yeah. way to do that. Yeah, it's. Well, I think they're still. I mean, it's a pretty new app, so it hopefully is. they're, they're really, still working out the kinks. And I know it's not a very large team over there. Yeah. So I mean, for what it is, I'm very. I have. I'm a big proponent of sleeper. I've joined uh, a lot for of what leagues. it is. I've joined a lot of leagues on sleeper just because I do like the the, the app. I think it's. I think they're doing a lot of things really well. Yeah. Um, and I think that those kinks, those things are going to get sorted out, especially it seems like IDP for whatever reason, just gets like pushed to the side. It's like, and okay. I actually was on a league for them last year and won the championship and they sent me a ring. Um, I don't know what their plans are this year, but well, now uh, I'm kind of yeah, ticked I, that I got second in my sleeper league. Last yeah. Year. I won a league last year and they sent me a ring. I had a cool little bag with it and it's a, I mean, it's a it's a cool little ring. How about that? So hopefully they'll do something like that again this year, and I, you know, I can put one on. Probably the not, because they're pushing hard to get people on there. You know, yeah. Hollywood can bling bling bling. <laughs> I tell you what, the, the the features, and we're not sponsored by them at all. It's free. Can't beat free. Right. Uh, it's it's pretty customizable. I mean, yes, it, it can't is. it can't do some of the things that you need my fantasy league for, like multiple copy leagues. You can't do. Yeah. Uh, but I think it's going to get there. I think yeah. it's going to get there. There's and new their updates app is just a about every little week. bit different from the desktop version. There's a little bit of variance between the two. But I for didn't the most know part, a desktop version until like two weeks ago. So yeah, the desktop version doesn't quite seem to have some of the features that the app has. It's like they're more app oriented. I think so. They are. And yeah, and I think most people are because nowadays everybody's, you know, technology, they're on their phones 24-7. But, you know, I do use their desktop, and it, for the most part, it's pretty close. I mean, there's a few things that they don't quite have. But yeah. But uh, to round out here, you got Kendall Fuller, another corner. Good value, you know, next to last I round. And love Alex that. Okafer uh, in Kansas City. I like that, too. So, overall... I gotta say you did pretty good. Uh, for I your appreciate first that. IDP draft. So, especially considering the, I don't want to pat ourselves in the back too hard, but you know, You're sharks, both of you, all of you are sharks. <laughs> yeah, you know, I'm we playing got, with free. I'm getting swindled, the two hustled. <laughs> I'm playing with sharks. It's hey man, a, I'll be glad to help you anytime. I've said it on Twitter. I've said it on Facebook, um, Reddit, wherever. I will help anybody, even if they're in my league, because I want my competitors to be the best. That way, when I yeah. kick their ass, I know how I've beaten the best. <laughs> well, you know, that's going to be pretty tough to do because I'm going to win this week. <laughs> I don't join any league expecting to lose. So well, my, my hope is that I didn't uh, screw up enough to the point where I, I've I've screwed myself out of contention. That's the only thing I was concerned about was that I would make so many bad mistakes that I would not be able to compete. And I don't think I've done that. Me and Tyreek Hill are going to just (laughs) ransack this league um, with no emotional support to him uh, whatsoever. Uh, Me and fake uh, all numbers Tyreek Hill are going to ransack this league. (laughs) And um, I am not ashamed of that. So, yeah. Yeah. I and I hope PJ one... Watt is more consistent. And I hope that you guys both eat your words because hashtag go Steelers. <laughs> Good luck with that. <laughs> but, uh... anyway, no, I thought you did really well for your first IDP draft. I was, yeah. uh, 
Yeah, it really you know, didn't succumb to the. Sometimes I think when you're you're first doing your first different draft, like even if you're talking Devi or any anything new, right. you, you succumb to the runs. And some yep. some of these runs, you know, could have happened. And you kind of did. I don't notice any. You know, it's color coded, so there's not real any huge runs. Huge, like oh, everybody's taking running back or linebackers. I have to take a linebacker here. You right. kind of, you know, you started a few actually. Actually, like. yeah, you did. So, and um, there was a couple like your defensive lineman with your defensive end. Garrett was gone. Hunter was gone. Bosa was gone. Lawrence uh, was gone. Watt was gone. But what did you do? You come back with a Khalil Mack type player. You know, yeah, so you came. You know, I thought you did really well, just kind of staying in your lane and doing what you needed to do. Yeah. yeah, and I think that from just from like the opposite side of things, while I appreciate the the kind words, because again, I'm playing with sharks, but <laughs> and, and I'm not, I will not. Um, I know this IDP podcast. I will tell everyone straight up front, I am an IDP rookie. Uh, <laughs> I will tell talk to you about injuries all day, but when it comes to IDP advice, you need to go to these two. Um, but from just somebody that's trying something new, go try it. I had a lot of fun drafting in this IDP league. If you've never uh, done a different league, if you've only done one type of league, you've only done snake drafts, go try an auction draft. Go try something different because I think it just makes you better um, as a fantasy player in all your leagues. Same thing if you've only done redraft, go join a dynasty league. You'll be amazed at how much better it makes you at redraft. Um because you don't miss out on these rookies. You don't miss out on these players that could help you in your other leagues. Maybe you don't, maybe you play a free dynasty league, but uh, you make some serious coin off your redraft uh, leagues. Go try something new. I mean, it's, it's worth it. Um, But when you get in there, stick to what you know. I mean, that was my strategy coming into this. I didn't take an IDP guy until the sixth round and I didn't take a second one until the eighth round. So, you know, seven of my first or six of my first seven picks were things that I knew really well. And I think that that is a good strategy to have when you're trying something new. And just to give you stick with what you know. Yeah. Just to give you a frame of reference, I took Aaron Donald the fifth, but I didn't take another guy till the 10th. So I took Cameron (laughs) Jordan. So I kind of had a similar strategy. I was going to let you guys kind of, take a lot of the top guys. I knew linebacker I could wait on because I ended up um, pretty good linebacker. Um, I'm not in love with my linebackers, but, you know, I, I got Josie Jewell from you here. Uh, Daryl, your rear boy, the outlaw. You know, overall, I'm pretty happy with my team. So, and some of the way Sleeper has some of these flex positions, like D Ford, you could play a linebacker or D line. So, Right. I think I'll be all right as long as I have some flexibility with my, you know, I'll be able to put a lineup out every week that's competitive. And that's uh, my running backs terrible, though. <laughs> I have Dalvin Cook and Kenyon Drake, I think, is my starters. That's what you, know, that's what you get for not taking uh, Derrick Henry. Well, that wasn't happening. That's going to hurt you. That's going to bat you right in the ass. Uh, well, Good job, I, Turner. Good job. Even- I don't even think he did. He not, did he even get a chance, or did I just take Derrick Henry before he got? He took him way, I love Derrick Henry. way, way before I would ever consider taking him. So I'm sorry, uh, <laughs> but I love Derrick Henry this year. Um, I'm good with anybody that's going to get as much volume as he is. 
Exactly. Uh, I think they finally figured out how to use him, which is just to give him yep. the ball a bajillion times and let Garrett Blunt with faster wheels teams to death. Yep. And I think so, they've got an offensive coordinator now that really understands how to use him. LaFleur is a good coordinator, but he wasn't going to use Henry like he needed to be used. He's just he's one of those guys that you just give him the ball a thousand times and by the end of the by the end of the day, he's bowling people over because he has one speed, which is full bore, and yep. he's a volume Hopefully guy. Garrett minutes. Blunt was the same way, and but I think Derrick Henry is faster than Garrett Blunt, oh, so yeah. you're getting fast prime Garrett Blunt. I'm good yep. with that in the fourth round. And again, running backs are going stupid early in drafts. If you're not taking them, you're going to miss out, and then you're going to you're going to look just like uh, Dan, yeah, over here with. Uh, I don't even know. I don't even know who your running backs are. I know your RB two is Kenyon Drake. Yeah. Kenyon Drake. So I'm gonna put 25 points of Derrick Henry right up your butt. So <laughs> uh, I can't wait. I can't wait. I'm just. Kidding, right. I'm just giving you a hard time. No, oh, we can man, have you back on every week, man. My zero RB really will be zero RBs <laughs> by uh, week five. So. <laughs> it's all we good. got a trade to talk about here while we transition over to that. Uh, so we had some trouble finding some trades. I guess a lot of people aren't making trades. A lot of people are, uh, on vacation like the NFL players are. I did I reached find... up this week and there wasn't many, uh, bots this week. So yeah, I did find one. It was in our, uh, DFW 36 league here that JJ, uh, helps the commission. JJ. And, uh, it's been around for a while. I know I've been in it for three. I think this is my third year in the league. Uh, and we I had, we had I'll, I'll i'll keep the names out to protect the innocent uh the one side gave up carry on johnson randall cobb calvin ridley hunter henry aj klein reggie ragland good grief 2019 318 501 601 701 a 2025th a 2026th <laughs> And a 2027 for Devontae Booker, Deonta Foreman, Royce Freeman, Will Fuller, David Njoku, Jalen Smith, Desmond King, 2.37, a 2021st, and a 2022nd. Oh, man. That's a know. lot to take in. You may have to read that one again. Oh, you're in this league. You should be able to read yourself. So, <laughs> wow. The big pieces of this look like Carry on Johnson, Calvin Ridley, Hunter Henry. That's pretty much it. Uh, so those are the three big pieces on the one side. Then you have, uh, if you want to call Deonta Foreman a big part of that, Royce Freeman, Will Fuller, uh, Njoku, Jalen Smith, and if Desmond King scores pretty decently in this, but the 2021st and the 2022nd. Yeah. Ooh, that's so the, the way I'm, I'm dissecting this here, uh, I take carry on over any of the running backs that they got. So that's three running back. I mean, Deonta and Royce are basically backups. Booker's like a third string running back. So I guess carry on wins that part of the deal. Yeah. Looking at the receivers given up, it was basically Cobb and Ridley for Will Fuller, which I prefer Ridley 
Fuller, just because as maybe Ethan knows, uh, Will Fuller is uh, like injury. I hate to use the word injury prone in your presence, but is is that considered? yeah? Don't you dare! No, I'm just kidding. Uh, <laughs> but he has he has the things you worry about, which is this the strains and sprains. Those things don't go away; they only get worse. Yeah. Uh, and he's coming off an ACL. I just I personally would take Ridley. Um, yeah. He's you know he's still young. I mean, he had a very productive rookie season. The injury risk is non-existent. Uh, yeah. Give me Ridley in that in that deal. Yeah, you know, for those if we're just breaking it down by pieces, I think this is pretty strongly in the the carry on Johnson side personally, but because um, I think Connor Henry and David Njoku oh. pretty much cancel each other out. Yeah, um, I actually prefer Henry personally this year than Njoku. Yeah, I do too. Um, and I think that carry on Johnson is you know one of those guys that could win you a league. And yeah, he's still young, so. The parts that I do like about the other side, Jalen Smith is going to be a, a top 20 linebacker. Desmond yeah. King is could be the top corner in the league, which you know I know I don't really care about corners that often, but if there's a corner to care about, he's it. The 2021st and 2022nd beat all the picks that the other side's given up. Uh, but if yeah. you're looking piece by piece, you, you know, carry on and Calvin – and Henry, I think Hunter Henry is a great tight end. And Hunter player. Henry, yeah. I like him better than Njoku. I think Calvin Ridley is going to be a big piece for Atlanta. I mean, he had a great rookie year, and I think he's only going to get better because Julio's the focus. They've got Austin Hooper who can take some pressure off of him. So I like that. I like, I'm with you guys. I like Kerryon Johnson. Um, oh, man, so many pieces. Defensively, yeah. I, I like the Jalen and Desmond King. I like the draft picks. Uh, I like the Jalen Smith and Desmond King in the picks part of the yeah. one side, but I don't like the players. If you're forcing me to pick, I, th- I think I stay with the Calvin Ridley, Kerryon Johnson side. Yeah, I think that's pretty much unanimous. I mean, it's 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 kind of close, depending on what you need and what you're looking for, but I – ooh. As an IDP guy, even if that was an LVE, I'll take that trade instead of Smith. I'd definitely take the defensive side. Yeah. So uh, that's about it uh, for the trade, Daryl. You you said you did not have a Debbie Diamond ready. No, for us not this week. week. I'll have one next week for us. Uh, got a Sounds little uh, behind this week with some other stuff. So I'll definitely yeah. do this next week. Sounds good. Um, so. I'll be really uh, uh, sad if if I am wrong. Uh, Ethan, did you get an invite to SFB? I sure did. Okay. I sure did. Oh, I I will, I will in the Mario bad. division. Yes. You're I will in my be. Division. Great. I cannot wait to beat you twice this year. You no, both are in. <laughs> this is going to be a hard time, man. I was like, uh, that's was good. begging. There's no trading allowed, but it's good to good to know some, some people in the league. It's, it's yeah. sad, though, because uh, – one of my, one of the the juggernauts of the injury uh, business is in that in that division as well. Stefania Bell, who's also a PT, uh, yeah, is in yes. the same division. So I will not have the medical advantage for probably the first time in my fantasy <laughs> career. So that's going to be tough for me. Uh, but personally, uh, again, uh, I think I'm better at fantasy football than 
than the majority. So uh, my hope is that my fantasy skills will weigh out the medical disadvantage. I no longer the (laughs) medical advantage I don't have anymore. So it's going to be a fun year. Uh, Scott Fishbowl is amazing. I've heard of your game. I've never heard of my game. Uh, Gerald of Revere, Revere, Oh my gosh. He's a, he's amazing. Are you kidding me? It's he, Gerald. He looks, he looks it's, pretty, I mean, the badass division or the badass conference. No, yeah, he's he badass. Like badass. Gerald, yeah. Gerald of Rivia. That's how you say Rivia. that. Okay. Gerald, or it's Gerald, Gerald of, Rivia. of Rivia. That's how you say it. I wonder that's the Witcher that's, series. And that's like an yes. incredible video game. I'm and just, I wonder if that's the same one that's a mod on the Reddit sub. He is a mod of a number of Reddit subs, actually the IDP sub. Uh, I'm I'm going to reach out to him tonight and see if that's him. Um, very knowledgeable guy, yeah. What's his name? It's the same thing on Reddit, Gerald of Rivera. Oh, well, wow, that's is, his Reddit this, name? This no, that's like division. a video game character. Yeah, that's the video yeah, that's game the character. character. Like, you guys are in Mario. Yeah. I'm in the Gerald of Rivera division here, so... Um, and I'm actually uh, FF Hercules. Me and him are in the same division for the second straight Hercules. year. Hercules. Yes. We're in the same division for the second straight <laughs> year. So uh, that's kind of interesting. And one of the fans that got in is in one of my uh, leagues as well. Uh, so that's kind of interesting that hopefully, one of the fans I actually know. So Hopefully he'll kick your ass. Well. I I wouldn't expect anything less than for you to say something like that. So, but uh, you know. my conference is pretty badass, and we hope to be. Um, I think all the conferences, from what I say, I have seen so far, have been pretty well proportioned, stacked, or whatever you want to call it. Yeah. So it should be a good uh, fight to the finish. I think if if I can get to the end, I have to cross one of our colleagues. DFF Shane at some point, so Ooh. yeah. But SFB again, looking forward to it. I believe it starts next Monday, which is good because I will be home with uh, yeah, eleven a.m. The Podathon. I'll be trying to check out some of that. Yeah, me too. Got to get um, me a shirt. I'm gonna get me a shirt this week, hopefully. Yeah, so. Slacker, you should have already ordered it. Well, I should have. Get the invite. You should have ordered it. You know, when you're running 30 plus leagues and everybody's screaming for fees. Yeah, I don't know. See, I had some leftover money from my winnings last season. So that's what I used to. uh, And hopefully, I'm going to do one of the uh, Autism Speaks simulators for you. I'm going to try to help you out and run one of those. So, yep. Yeah. Uh, We'll get those up and running here. Uh, Last uh, comment to make before we start wrapping this thing up. We're working on where we're this might be the longest show we were talking about the uh the uh open bar that ethan was on uh, i'm notorious for being way too long-winded that, so no, i apologize to the listeners <laughs> no don't you dare apologize because dan that was uh the longest sunsets and he well, wants- wasn't it uh the dynasty outhouse guys they were trying to uh one-up each other for length <laughs> of show so they just kept drawing it on and on <laughs> 
they brought up uh chris godwin every five minutes to try to to, to get Spurs yeah that was i was i was in, i was involved in that as well <laughs> because we yeah. stayed we stayed in the chat for like four hours and then when we got on that that's why we got invited to the open bar yeah okay. <laughs> uh, because we stayed on way too long and then we couldn't just not break it so yeah. we, we we just hijacked the whole show so i apologize for this show going long though that's oh, no that's all right daryl wants okay. our show to be five hours a week so absolutely i'm i'm trying to get dan to understand we're going to be stars this is going to be our job going <laughs> forward so we need to get used to this uh i, I wish that'd be great uh but our Gotta listeners believe. if you're still with us listeners uh our <laughs> listener league uh has uh we, we're kind of up in the air of what to do we have yeah. returning uh people we have some people not returning uh and we have some open franchises so what we're going to do over the next two weeks i'm going to give this two weeks we need people who would like to join our listener league and there's two things that we're going to possibly do number one uh stay with the league we developed it was supposed to be a dynasty league uh 2014 we might shrink that a little bit uh but we will have a dispersal for the orphan teams there's about five in each conference five to six in each conference uh that we could do a dispersal for it the second option which we don't need as many uh people for is to just move the league and redraft and started as a dynasty this year with less teams. I was a little uh, maybe overzealous with my dream of 24 teams and two copies and two conferences and all this stuff. Uh, we got some people that tried IDP and decided they didn't like it, which, Hey, you know, uh, at least huh? you tried, at least you, you gave it a good go and you decided, you know what, this is not for me. Maybe not for everybody. join us. Yeah. You're you're more than welcome to jump in here uh, with some more sharks. Um, <laughs> well, if they listen to your show, they're already better than me. So <laughs> uh. we we do have a uh, good group here that are sticking with us here. Yep. Uh, the Dynasty Zombie is coming back to defend his championship. So we will. Uh, he had a dominant team. So if there's anybody that's rooting for a redraft, it's probably the two of us because our teams were pretty pathetic last year. Uh, we gave too much. I, I'd like to think that we gave such great advice to everybody else that they they took it and they stole our ideas. Of course they did. I mean, how could they beat us? But uh, but yeah. Um, but. Hey, you can't win them all. Right. Uh, it is free to join. Uh, we do ask that you rate and review the show, either on iTunes or Google, or uh, give us a, drop us a comment on Podbean, like us, subscribe to us on some way, shape, or form, whatever you listen to, however you listen to us. Uh, give us a thumbs up or you know, tweet us a review on Twitter, whatever. Um, the new handle, by the way, is at IDP Nation. So IDP Edge Crushers is completely gone, uh, gone but not forgotten. Uh, in fact, we're going to start this with as episode one of the IDP Nation podcast because uh, yes. we're just going to start fresh. Uh, same, I think in our tagline that I put on Twitter, it was uh, same host, same great IDP content, new name. And yep, we both have the avatars for the uh, 
on Twitter for the new show, and yep. I've changed it on the my Facebook page as well. So, yep. And you know the the IDP Nation Facebook page is kind of what started it. So uh, we yeah. kind of took that idea and ran with it. Uh, we are not just a nation, though. We are a global. I That's think, right. Uh, we got our Australian friends and German friends Peter. and uh, Mongolian friend uh, that listens to us. Uh, we are worldwide. Um, and we've been learning some Aussie as well. Words of the day. Aussie words of the day has the, been. Uh, the Aussie been, guys have been yeah, teaching have us Aussie. Uh, some Aussie. Uh, uh, what's it, Cracker Jacks <laughs> or Jack Cracks? Jack uh, Cracks <laughs> are exactly what you think they are. <laughs> so, uh, so yeah, let me just uh, I'll share one more uh, Aussie word of the day here. Um, actually, I can't say that one. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, Some of them are not quite for air. Um, and then Oklahoma Dougie is trying to teach the Aussie guys. Uh, I guess. Dougie. What's he trying? I'll let you say it so I'm not being a uh, damn Yankee. Um, Which one is it? Well, what is he trying to teach the, what would you call Southern speak? Oh, man. What would you call it? Brain just quit working. Hillbilly language or something? Uh, <laughs> yeah. Well, some people call it hillbilly. Some people call it redneck, southern, yeah. Whatever. Southern redneck, okay. So, uh, here we go. Uh, <laughs> oh, so, man. So, yeah, your words are ducks, guts. <laughs> ducks, guts, I love it. The translation is great. So, ducks, guts is great. You and, know, this show uh, is ducks, guts. Kicker in the guts, Barry. <laughs> means start that engine <laughs> so oh, i believe it's g from the aussie guys i'm not sure it's the aussie guys handle i believe it's g yeah i think uh, so too. that is uh giving us these gems here. i'm actually so, in a number of leagues with him very funny guy yeah i love the aussie guys i'm a, yeah. a frequent listener uh, they were playing snakes and ladders on their last show which is interesting <laughs> um, so the Aussie guys definitely uh, entertaining, and uh, we'll try to have to arrange for them to come on the show. Uh, yeah, well, looks days. like we're gonna have to get up early one morning. Well, I'm off all summer, so I could probably make it work. You would have to like take off work or something. Yeah, I mean, if we can do it on a Saturday or a Sunday early, maybe this weekend. Yeah, I'm we'll, off for four we'll, days, so we'll reach out to uh, to them and uh, check it out. So we're almost at the two-hour mark, if you're still yes. with us. Yes. And we're going to start hitting the uh, music and getting out of here. Ethan, any last words, any last plugs you want to get in here? He's going to stretch it three minutes just to make it over the two hours. Come on, Ethan. I believe oh, you, Ethan. Gosh, no, I do not. Please go check out Dynasty101.com. You can go by the injury database. Like I said, it's 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 pretty incredible. It It takes me quite a long time to, to collect all that, all that information. There's a lot of high school injuries on there. Um, and just things that you, you won't find anywhere else. It's $4. I mean, come on, you're going to spend $4. Uh, you can get local... a Mocha Choca Grande for, for more than that. 
I mean, it's just, it doesn't make sense to me that uh, you're going to, it's $4. That's all I'm saying. It's $4. Uh, You let me know on Twitter that you, that you purchased it. um, And I will hook you up with, with access to my personal database, which I use to track everything. Um, And you never know, I might be able to to hook you up with last year's rookies as well. Um, If you're super nice to me, uh, I might (laughs) be able to hook you up with that. And I just think that, uh, just for an example, uh, why you should go purchase this. Uh, it has been the difference. The last two, uh, rookie drafts for me between Christian McCaffrey and Leonard Fournette. I took McCaffrey because he had the safer, uh, injury history. Uh, and, and I, it was also the difference between Nick Chubb and Sony Michelle. I took Chubb over Michelle, despite Chubb having the big, the big uh, headliner injury. Sony Michelle tore an ACL in high school, and of course, you wouldn't know that uh, typically unless you unless you found uh, me talking about it. So, uh, I just think that there are little differences, but I can tell you that I've made it out pretty huge uh, just by knowing the information. Uh, it's like I said, it's not going to win your league for you, but it could be the difference between making the playoffs, not making the playoffs. And I think it's just, it's just valuable information and you can't find it anywhere else. So $4 go to dynasty com. get that, get the rookie guide that comes with it. Uh, 200 plus rookie profiles. A lot of good guys working on that. Oklahoma Dougie being one of them doing the IDP stuff for us. So uh, definitely check that out. And then, like I said, follow me on Twitter. Uh, it's going to be a little light this summer. I'll be honest. I'm trying to pass my boards, be a doctor. But uh, come next season, we've got a lot of good stuff coming up. Um, awesome. So I, I really think you guys should go check it out. Um, I just think it's it's invaluable information. It's just going to make you better. So hopefully uh, you guys can go follow me on Twitter, at eTurnerFF underscore PT. Awesome. All right. Daryl, anything for the people before we go? Uh, yeah, you two hours, by the way. Love it. It's awesome. I can't wait. This needs to be the norm. Thank you, Turner. I know Dan hates it. He's probably falling asleep right now, but whatever. Uh, I'm good. I had my coffee. But you know what? Uh, follow Turner. Follow Dan. Follow me. Follow the IDP Nation page. Go check out the injury report from Turner. Go check out our IDP rookie guide. It's not too late. Um so many good things follow us. I know me and Dan has been making the rounds here recently on a number of podcasts. Uh, if you like a unfiltered version, catch me with uh, some of the guys on IDP rated live. I know Dan's fixing to come over. That's going to be big. A lot of people yeah, like that. Should be on Friday. Um, we are everywhere and anywhere. So uh, just thanks for the follows. Keep in touch with us and we appreciate all of our follows. Yes, I'm approaching a thousand. I'm close. I'm 25 away. I know Daryl likes to say how much more he has than everybody. So. I just do it to kind of stick at you, but you know that's not what's important. I, I don't you really know, worry about it. So, you know, I don't either. But if everybody that follows me will follow Dan, I'm happy. If everybody that follows me will follow Doug, I'm happy. I mean, I will tell you, if I hit four figures, that'd be I'd be pretty happy with that. We're going to make that'd be an accomplishment. Happen. Where are you at right now? Uh, 25 away, 975, oh, I believe. This is happening by July 4th. This, you just wait. I'm, I'm starting right now. <laughs> this is happening. I All got right, you. Dale. You can throw some of your, uh, 1200 followers my way here. Oh, I will. I got you. All right. Well, you are Hollywood for a reason here. You anyway, know, I am. Intro music's playing. Go Hawks. Intro. It better be the outro. Outro. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Happy 4th of July. Go America. 
two-time right. world champions. That's right. Tighten up. Go Vols. America. America. Good night now. Thanks, Turner, for coming on. Yep. Thank you. See you next week, folks. Thanks for having me on, guys. Appreciate it.